May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? It was an important question Elisha asked in our first reading this morning. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? Because, because you know that God, right? The Lord, the God of Elijah, he was the one that used his prophet to demonstrate that public opinion was way off when the people of Israel were following after Baal, that Canaanite warlike weather deity, the, the rider of the clouds, they called him. They thought he brought the rain, and God sent his prophet to say, no, 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 no more rain until I say, three years. And Baal, the god of the storm, could do nothing about it. Same God who demonstrated through Elijah that no matter how many prophets you had, it didn't matter if they weren't prophets of the true God. Some of you might remember that big showdown on Mount Carmel, right? 850 prophets on one side and Elijah all by himself on the other. And no matter what they did, they couldn't get an answer. But as soon as Elijah started to pray, fire from heaven came and consumed the sacrifice and the altar. And the people said, yeah, that's our God. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God, they started chanting. That's a good God to have on your side. And then, of course, Elijah prayed. And God opened up the skies and the rain came. Something Baal couldn't accomplish in three years. That's the Lord, the God of Elijah. The one who appeared to Elijah. Do you remember that story? More powerful than the huge windstorm, more powerful than the earthquake, more powerful than the consuming fire, that still small voice. God spoke to his prophet, and his prophet spoke to the people, and they knew that the Lord was with them. And Elijah was his prophet. So now, where now is the Lord the God of Elijah. The, the question makes sense because you heard what happened. Elijah was taken away. The chariots and horses of fire come through and, and, and the whirlwind takes Elijah up to heaven and he's gone. Elisha calls out after him, my father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. You understand what's in that title? For a nation, the, the chariots and horsemen of a nation were their power, right? Their authority. That's how they got things done. Their military might. That's how they protected their people. But it was different for Israel. Sure, Israel might have had an army, but they knew that that army wasn't accomplishing anything. It's when the Lord spoke. When the Lord spoke through his prophets, that's when Israel had victories that you could never have expected from their army. When the Lord spoke through his prophet, that's when the people of Israel could rest in the refuge of the almighty God. And so now that prophet was gone. So where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? There have probably been times in your life when that question 
has seemed all too real. When you could really relate to that question, where is God? Maybe your life wasn't going the way that you thought it should be going if God were really on your side, or you're not seeing the blessings that you think you should be seeing if God is really all that benevolent and abundant. Or, or, or maybe you, you look at this world, and you, if God is, is all-powerful, why is our world such a mess? Why is my life such a mess? Maybe there have been times that you've doubted that God is here with you. There have certainly been times that you've acted like the all-powerful God wasn't in control of all things for you, right? When you took things into your own hands. Or when you worried about something you had absolutely no control over or right to, to worry about. Or when you looked for your own solution instead of trusting in God. Because where is God when you need him? But actually, that's, that's not really a fair question, is it? Because you heard Elisha's question in context, right? And in context, it's really clear that Elisha's question isn't even a question at all. He's making a statement. He speaks those words as he is demonstrating the oh-so-obviously visible answer to the question, where now is the Lord the God of Elijah, right? He asks the question, and right on cue, the Lord splits open the Jordan River in front of Elisha, demonstrating for all to see that, yes, the Lord, the God of Elijah, is right there, and he's now the God of Elisha, right? As Elisha took that, that cloak, that mantle that had fallen from heaven and struck the river, God opened it up, should make a statement, right, where the Lord, the God of Elijah, is. And you heard the whole, the whole interchange about that, that prophetic office, right, when Elijah and Elisha were walking across the Jordan the first time on, the, on dry ground before Elijah was taken up, Elisha asked for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. In Israelite law, the double portion of an inheritance went to firstborn, the, the heir, the successor, the one who'd be taking over the family business. That person got the double portion of the inheritance. So when, when Elisha asked Elijah for a double portion of his spirit, you see what he's doing? He's, he's asking to be the successor, right? I want to be the, the next big prophet, right? The go-to guy. And of course, Elijah said, well, that, that's a God thing. That's his choice. So We'll do this. Here's the test. If you see me when I'm taken up from you into heaven, then you will know that God has selected you as my successor. You are the next prophet for the people of Israel. And sure enough, Elisha saw Elijah as he went up to heaven. And just so that there wasn't a shadow of a doubt, that cloak, that mantle that was the symbol of the prophetic office, fell from heaven, from Elijah as he's going up, Elisha picks it up, goes over to the river, asks his question, where now is the Lord? Boom, here's the answer, right here. And then, and then 2 Kings 2, you keep reading, and it's miracle after miracle demonstrating that, yes, the Lord really was with Elisha, and he wanted everyone to see it. 
the question has the same answer today. Where now is the Lord? <coughs> sure. God gave to the people of Israel his prophets to remind them of his promises, to teach them God's promises. But God has given to us his son to fulfill all those promises. Where is God? God took flesh and entered into our world to live our life and die our death. Sure, God gave to the people of Israel some, some really astounding visual things, right? These miracles to demonstrate that God was with his prophet. You know, splitting open the Jordan River in front of Elisha and Elijah and then for Elisha on the way back. But think about what happened when Jesus went to the Jordan River. It wasn't the water of the Jordan that split. It was heaven that split open. And the, the Holy Spirit descended in the form of a dove and the Father beamed his approval from heaven. This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Jesus was doing what his Father sent him to do. Living that life of perfection to replace our sin and dying the death deserved for every time We've failed to understand where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah. And he keeps answering the question. Right? Where now is the Lord? He's right here with his prophets. He's right here with his church. Where it was he who gave some to be prophets and some to be apostles and some to be pastors and teachers for his church. Like he promised in our second reading today. He's here with his church where the foundation of that church, the confession that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, is proclaimed day in and, and day out. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He is right here. And, and maybe we can learn some lessons from Elisha in how to appreciate that. <clears throat> so look back at the text. And I know that some of these things might seem like pretty insignificant details in light of the huge miracles that are happening in this text. But look at, at Elijah's farewell tour. As Elijah and Elisha are going from one school of the prophets to the other on the day that, that Elijah is going to be taken up into heaven. Notice, I want you to notice Elisha's determination and, and perseverance. Because three times, Elijah gives Elisha a chance to kind of step back. Right? Uh, he, he says, well, you stay here. I'll go on ahead over here. And three times, Elisha says, no way. As surely as the Lord lives, I, I, I'm not going to leave you. Elisha was absolutely determined to, to follow his teacher, to learn as much as he could, to take every opportunity to, to be in that presence of, of God and his prophet. It calls to my mind some of the commitments many of you made a couple weeks ago when you filled out your challenge cards to, to be determined, to persevere in your own Bible reading, or, or, or to, to make sure to, to arrange your schedule to, to be at Bible study. May God grant you the perseverance of Elisha to, to keep those commitments. So, Next point on their little journey, right? Elijah and Elisha, they, they walk across the Jordan River on dry ground. God is clearly blessing this ministry in, in ways that we wouldn't have even thought to ask. 
and that empowers Elisha to ask pretty boldly, right? Lord, I, I want to be your representative. I, I want to, to, to be the one that people look to, to to hear about you. I want to be the prophet. And of course, God grants it. And when he does, Elisha picks up that mantle, shows its power, and declares for all to see, where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He is, he is right here. God has you here as his representatives. May you pray as boldly as Elisha did that God use you in the lives of the people that, that he's connected you with. And, and when you pray for that, and God gives you those opportunities, pick up that mantle and represent your Savior. Show them where the Lord, the God of Elijah is. Because he's here with you. And I know it can be intimidating. There are days that it's not at all easy to remember the answer to Elisha's question. Elisha and all Israel had a reason to be shaken now that Elijah was gone until they remembered the answer to that question. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He's right here. And he's right here. Every time we gather for worship, in every Bible study lesson and every Sunday school class, he's right here. In every confirmation class memory assignment, in every Sunday school memory treasure, he's right here. In every word of gospel encouragement between friends, in every arm around the shoulder, he is right here. Every time you declare forgiveness to one another, he is here. And he is here in his word. That reminds us who he is and proves that he is here as it works. He, he is here telling you in his word that he came in the flesh to live that perfect life of obedience to his father's will and perseverance to his father's word and fulfillment of his father's purpose for him. That perfect record to be placed on ours. And he is here in his word telling you that he came to suffer the curse for every one of our failures. When you are scared, when you doubt, when you mess up, right here, he was pierced for our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities. Right here, the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Right here, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He is here in his word. He is here in the sacrament when he gives us his own body and blood for our forgiveness. God is here. Do you see him? More powerful than any consuming fire taking out an altar. More astounding than a river splitting on command. More impressive and horsemen of fire. Right here we learn the answer to the question, where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He is with you. So be dedicated to this powerful purpose. See God's blessings as you grow. Pray that God use you boldly and then pick up the mantle and proclaim it loudly. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He's right here with you in Christ. Amen.
Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.